Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is episode 79. What's up, man? What up? You sound a little funny. What do you mean I sound funny? Like you're not here. I'm there. You are? I'm right there next to you. Wow. I thought yeah. my LASIK did good. <laughs> it's my it's my new camo. Oh. <laughs> and, it, and it makes your voice sound like Skypish. Do I sound Skypish? Yeah. Hellfire. <laughs> All right. So I'm Skyping today. Yeah. we. I'm going on a family vacation in about an hour and a half, and uh, we had to kind of scramble to put some stuff together for this week, so we're just going to Skype from left hand's... Uh, his but it's it's all good stuff. It is. It is still going to be good. It's going to be... What the hell was that? That was me throwing a cap, and it hit a Red Bull drink. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like you had a spittoon, and you were spitting bullets in it. Well, you know, when I spit my tobacco, it's, it's hard as bullets, so... Back Actually, you-, you know, I quit. You did. I quit. I'm back to the nicotine gum. So how long is that going to last? I, I got to make it last, man. I got I to be around here for my kids. Uh, guess what? Got me started again, so I'm not letting you quit. <laughs> <laughs> I had me a big old chew last night. Did you? I did. Watching the thunderstorm. I put one in. Man, that was relaxing. It is very bad for you, children. If there are children, listen to this. Please do not yeah. try tobacco of any form. It, no, it was the uh, the Hubba Bubba Big League Big Chew. Big League Chew. Okay. There you go. Yeah, that yeah that's work. what it was. <laughs> did you do anything fun with guns this week? I did. What'd you do? I got a new gun. What'd you get? I didn't tell you. You didn't? Well, I, t- I alluded to it last week where I was working on a trade. Mm-hmm. And I traded for a Glock 27. Nice. You've been wanting one of those for a while. I know it. I have. And I got it. That's the 9? It's the 40. 40. Okay. 26 is the 9, right? Yeah, 26. So I've got the 22, the 23, and the 27 for the 40s. And then I've got the Glock 17 for the 9. Man, you're just banging all kinds of shit around. I am. I'm packing. (laughs) You're packing while you're talking? Uh, well, packing the, the stuff. All the clothes are downstairs, but packing Multitasking. stuff. Multitasking. Si, senor. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a Gen 4 Glock 27, and uh, I like it so far. I haven't had a chance to shoot it. The guy that I traded with, he had the uh, pinky extensions on it already. So I've gone back and forth with taking them off and putting them back on. And as far as what I'm losing cons- concealability-wise with the pinky extension, it's not it's negligible, so I put the pinky extensions back on it, and it obviously it helps the grip a, a whole lot better, too. Mm. See, pinky extensions don't work for me just because my hand would go past it anyways. They'd have really? To have a, yeah, they have to have like a really long pinky extension for it to work for me. Huh. I figured, I mean, your hands aren't that much bigger than mine. They're pretty big, but... They're wide. That's, that's my thing. They're wide. Yeah. Well, this has got the interchangeable uh, back straps on it, too. Oh, okay. So I put the biggest one on it, and it seems to be the most comfortable Nice, uh, as far as that goes. But I'm, I was talking to our buddy Jason mm-hmm. with, S, with SDI, and uh, he's done some stippling before uh, in the past. And I mean, we'll go ahead and drop the hammer. We're going to go out to Colorado and be visiting him and Martin. Hey, Hollis. Our, yeah. We, we dropped that hammer last week. <laughs> Did we? Yeah. When we announced them as uh, sponsors, remember? <laughs> and we were going out to circle the wagons. We already we already talked about that. 
I know we said we were going out to do the videos. I don't know if we did the circle the wagons thing, but yeah, yeah. say we're going to drop the hammer on that. <laughs> okay, so so we're dropping the hammer on another event that we're going to be doing in Colorado when mm. we're out there with Jason. He said bring it out, and he would. Uh, he said it'd take him like twenty minutes, and he could stipple it, and uh, it'd make it a real aggressive grip. So I'm going to do that. I think I'll bring my twenty three too, and let him do that one too. I'm pumped about it, man. I'm, I'm pumped about getting a gunsmith certification. I mean that's that's something big. It's a marketable skill nowadays. Yeah, but just to just to have that personal knowledge too is what I'm excited about. What I'm not excited about is going to school again. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we can do it at our own pace. That's one cool thing about SDI. Yes, yeah. that is. You know, with my schedule, you know, with both our schedules, you know, with both our professional careers, and then. Um, is this a professional career too? Would we call this professional, or is this <laughs> this this would be a uh, what do we label this? <laughs> I don't know what this career would be called. Okay, and then we can we even label lead. it a career? <laughs> I think with it, and then we've got talking lead. Yeah, <laughs> that we do, and of course you've got kids uh, mm-hmm. that that type your time as well, and being able to to do the the distance learning and doing it at your own pace. I mean, that's one of the things that sold me on it. So I'm very excited about doing it too. Oh yeah. And you're going to get a ton of knowledge and actually get to build a few different uh, guns, too. And if you want to do that, make sure you go check out sdi.edu and uh, sign up for that gunsmithing course. It's it's distance learning, so you can do it at your home, at your work. Or, well, don't do it at work if you're going to get in trouble. But <laughs> but uh, especially for our military men yeah. and women. Yeah, they really take uh, care of the military. Former and current. You and know, civilians. Check, you know, if you're military, give SDI a call, and they will talk you through how you can get uh, assistance through your GI Bill. Dude, we need to do the commercials like that. That was badass. Yeah. Just talk talk about the thing, and then at the end, throw it. Yeah, sweet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then training-wise, you know, you always got ICE training. Yeah, so, you know, once you get your gunsmithing, uh, you build your gun, you want to get trained on it, so... Who are you going to call? ICETraining.us. Rob Pincus. Yeah, you're right. going to hit him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so go to their website, check out his uh, um, training or his class schedules that he's got coming yeah. up. See if he's going to be in an area near you. Call him up, schedule it. And if you're going to take those classes, you usually have to write stuff down in some of the written portion of the class. And uh, a, a good way to write is with pens. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're doing right now? Because it sounds like you're digging with a shovel. <laughs> no, no, I actually am scratching on the table on on our lead quarters table. Uh, uh, are you putting your initials in there? Yeah, I'm putting Zeke loves his wife. Now, what has she done for you lately? Everything, awesome. Okay, but yeah, if you want a good pin that's badass and gun related, uh, you can get the 308, the 50 cal, the hell. Just about anything but a twenty-two, and then other cool stuff. Uh, Dax Bruner makes some really cool stuff at uh, CantuBrunerDesigns.com. Now, did I get? You said I got some swag in. You got some swag in. And did I get a? One of this, them is a Cantu Bruner pin. Yes. One that you begged and begged and begged for, and well, it's I kind here. of alluded that I would like <laughs> to have it. <laughs> <laughs> Alluded. I like that. It's a fancy word for beg. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. It's it's a more um, or a less demeaning way of saying that I was begging. Yeah, more polite. It's polite begging. There you go. There you there go. You go. Yeah. Uh, but fast. yeah, you got the uh, zombie green fifty cal pen, and I got the skull one. Oh, uh-huh. 
I had the skull one for about 10 minutes. And what do you mean? my petite little wife fell in she love with it. it. And she loves that pen and she took it to work, which is awesome because my wife is about 5'6, very petite. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be at work with this 50 cal Cantu Brenner design skull pen on her desk. And she's going to be signing Sweet. stuff with it. <laughs> it's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. But yeah. back to uh, Rob Pincus. Yeah. Uh, looks, looks like he's been out in New Jersey uh, earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, did some training. Um, says he's headed back to Florida this evening for a day of tapping for taping. I think he meant to put taping. <laughs> he's going to do some tap <laughs> dancing. Do some tapping. <laughs> Some, some quick target tapping. So uh, if you want to, if you want to learn firearms training, go to Pincus. And if you want to learn tap dancing, it sounds like he can do that too. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to blow up balloons, it sounds like Zeke can help you with that. No, that's that's the blow off duster. I'm dusting my computer off. <laughs> Dude, you can't do that. <laughs> it's picking up everything you're doing right now. We ain't got no boss. We can do what we want. <laughs> Nobody tell me what I'm gonna do. Uh-uh. I do what I want. Yeah, this is going to be talking duster. Talking duster. <laughs> and speaking speaking of doing what you want, uh-huh. if you really want a really cool tattoo, yeah, you know, which I think I've been thinking about getting, you know, you need I've to, set, man. I've set a goal is once once I get seventeen inch arms, <laughs> then then I'm going to get a tattoo. So no time soon am I going to get one, but there is a outside chance that I might get one. And if I do, guess where I'm going to go? Probably uh, All or Nothing Tattoo. That is right. Well, they're the but, most they're the most award winning tattoo studio in the world, I believe. Well, that's what I've heard. I've heard they're they're <laughs> they are world famous. They they've won all kinds of awards. Yeah. They've been in all kinds of magazines. Uh, the yeah. owner has even made a couple of movies. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily about tattoos, which we you've heard about it on the show. You know, he's got the uh, Victory to the Underdog movie and. But he's infamous. He is infamous. (laughs) He is infamous. That is right. And when I get a tattoo, I want it from somebody who by God is infamous. (laughs) Then we also got uh, Savoie Leather, who makes some pretty badass holsters. Uh, What's cool about him, if you go back and listen to the episode he was on, he didn't even know he was an artist till he started Leatherwork and found this talent. And it's that's yeah. pretty amazing. You never know what you can do until you do it. Yep. Just kind of like talking lead. Well, you know, we, we just <laughs> we don't we never knew how bad we sucked till we did this. <laughs> but until we started doing it, we didn't know. That's right. We thought we were cool. We had to do it to find out how bad we were at it. We thought we were good talkers and shit. <laughs> we thought we knew <laughs> everything there was to know about guns. <laughs> We we learned real quick. We did not know a damn. <laughs> we thing. got put in our place very quick. But yeah, check out Savoy Savoy. I did it again. Sorry, Jeremiah. Check out Savoy Leather. Spelt Savoy. S A V O Y Leather dot com. And you know, I was, in, I was in a uh, store the other day, a gun shop, mm-hmm. and uh, they were actually talking about Savoy Leather. They were saying Savoy. So I had the privilege of educating them. Did you have your holster? I didn't. I didn't have it on me. I was appendix carrying. uh, And, you know, that would be great if I had a Savoie holster that I could appendix carry for my new Glock 27. (laughs) Is this another polite begging? (laughs) Is that what I'm doing? (laughs) (laughs) What did you call it again? Jeremiah. No, but what did you call it when you were talking about the pen? Pandering or no? No, I was uh, politely insinuating. Insinuating. 
Yeah. Is that what it was? I can't remember. We'll play it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rewind about two minutes and you'll hear what he said. They're like, dude, we just heard it. <laughs> well, well, guns this week, I, I dug a little bit more into the uh, the HK VP9. Mm-hmm. Called a few friends that have TNE'd it. They all love it. They say it's awesome. I just can't bring myself to trade any of my Glocks in for it. I mean, I'd have to trade one plus some cash, but I, I, I still love my Glocks. But uh, not not if you let me negotiate it for you, because I'm the master negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Yes, sir. I, I may end up putting one on layaway, just letting it ride for hundred a month or something until I get it paid off. Oh, shoot, man, like you, just throw cash down. Shit. If I had your money, I'd throw mine away. Shit. What are you talking about? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, uh, it is the week that we do the Mojo Minutia, and this week we are going to uh, play some of the interviews he did at the Bianchi Cup uh, he went to last month. So here's that, and we hope you enjoy. Hit it, Joe. This is Joe with Red Jacket Firearms coming to you by Talking Lead. I'm here with Tom Hughes, the man behind the Bianchi Cup for eight years. Tom, what are your thoughts about this eighth Bianchi Cup for you? And what is this, 35? 35 years, Joe. 30, 35 years, and it's a lot of growth in the last few years that I've been doing this. Uh, we've uh, more than quadrupled sponsorship as well as competitors. There's a lot of uh, spectators tomorrow when you shoot the Celebrity Pro-Am. is going to be amazing. I'm so much looking forward to Celebrity Pro-Am because it's like one of my things. I, I can shoot five plates in a row. Something about adding that 6-1 for the actual Bianchi Cup competition match. I don't know what happened. Happens, but it's like a little switch that gets flipped. And man, the sponsors have just been outstanding. Uh, all the sponsors have really stepped up, and I've seen nothing like that in any other shooting sport or any other discipline. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And plus, all the social events like tonight, the barbecue. I mean, that was fantastic, wasn't it? Coming out and with all your friends and all your new friends from all over the world, and coming out and having a great meal, and, and afterwards coming out and talking about what's going on tomorrow. Talk about from all over the world. We got guys from Australia, Kiwi Land, and New Zealand, uh, Switzerland, Germany, Canada. Barbados, all over the country. I mean, I can't explain the kind of draw this this event has. And it's one of the most amazing experiences. And me, being a first time, Tom promised me this was going to be a shooting spectacle. And man, his promise came through. This has been one hell of an event. And the social functions, the shooting. Guys, if you got a pistol, production, metallic open, you've got to try action pistol. It's one of the greatest sports. The community out there is one of the best I've ever seen, and I've seen so many different disciplines. Action pistols, where it's at. Absolutely. I knew that when uh, we reached out to you and invited you out here to come do this, I knew that you were perfect for this. I knew that you were perfect for this crowd. This is your crowd. This is this is all of our crowd. All the best friends from all over the world. Here we're carrying on this relationship going in the 36th year, and uh, it just keeps growing and getting bigger and bigger. Do you think this was 
was John's vision when he started this 35 years ago, his ideas back then? Oh, absolutely. It's the vision of John Bianchi and Ray Chapman to, to, to build this championship the way it is right now. You have, you have social events uh, at night. You have the competition with your friends during the day. And we all talk about what's going on in our lives. And then have a great competition with all the same sitting, uh, settings with people from all over the world. There's, there's none better. Well, my section here at Talking Lead has to deal with a lot of the technologies. And as far as the growth, Bianchi, looking back at the history, starting with Revolver and kind of based in PPC and into the semi-autos, and then a cycle back to the Revolvers with the wing shooting, and then full circle back again to the autos. What do you think about the technology growth, and what do you think maybe next year and some of the other things that may be coming? Well, it's, it's, it's probably endless. It's what the market will bear. Our biggest, our fastest growing uh, division in the Bianchi Cup is the production division. So it's the any man gun. Anyone can come out with a gun that they carry or the gun that they got in their closet. They come out and shoot this uh, with the guys that have the uh, race guns and the metallic guns that are all tricked out. So you can come out and shoot a, a basic gun that costs a few hundred dollars, or you can come out and shoot the gun that's cost you five or six thousand dollars. So you can take some standard production piece like a Glock 34, maybe one of the MNPs, and you can come out here and you can win the Bianchi Cup? Absolutely. Absolutely you could. Last year we had a Border Patrol agent come out here and compete, and he won the production division using an MNP. Guys, there you have it. Like, the best value in shooting sports, Bianchi Cup production. I'm probably going to regret that because I'm going to try and shoot production next year, but Hey, come on out, shoot it, have fun. Bianchi Cup is a blast. Look up your local action shooting sports. Thank you for the NRA. Thanks Safari Land, Blade Tech, 511, all of the sponsors. I can't even think of all the sponsors out there uh, that were critical in helping put this together. All the shooters, over 300 shooters are here today, and it's just amazing. The amount of spectators, I've never seen spectators at a shooting event like this. It's just absolutely mind-boggling. Tom, thank you for your time, and do you have any closing thoughts? No, I, I, hey, uh, just come out and compete. Come out here and make, make friends and compete. It's a, it's a great event. It's more than a, sh- a shooting event. It's it's, an, it's a carnival type event, and it's the, it's the best. It really is. It's the best championship out there today. It's a shooting spectacle. A shooting spectacle. Cool. Thanks, Tom. Really appreciate it. All right, guys, that was Tom Hughes, the director of the Bianchi Cup with NRA. Tom's been absolutely fundamental with setting this up. He's been doing it for a lot of years. And when he called me about six weeks ago, it was an absolute instantaneous yes. Uh, I moved mountains to be able to come here uh, and take the week off, and it's absolutely been one of the most rewarding events I've ever been to. So day one, Bianchi Cup. Tom, thank you so much. I'm here with Pat. It's actually very good. It and is. Jim? It is. Try it, Clive. It is good. Are we here with? What? Your name? Melissa? Your name? Why am I you doing this? Name. We're here with Pat, Tim, Melissa, Clive, Judy. and Judy. What are we uh, This is the end of the first day at Bianchi Cup. We are having a terrific discussion over Angry Balls, Red Jacket, Focus Fuel, and some kind of adult coffee beverage. <laughs> Uh, we've talked about a lot of the Australian continent. We've talked about shooting. And drop bears. Talk- 
Part of the Australian continent, we have drop bears, hoop bears, and all those discussions. And, and folks, let me tell you, hoop snakes and drop bears, they are real. Pretty good in the evening. And today, I got to tell you, I shot, the, I shot the plates. And I was really excited about shot, shooting the plates because I like shooting steel. And today, well, had a little bit of an issue. Uh, had a great string starting up. And on the fourth string, I had a jam. So five plates down, it really set the set the spot for the rest of the stage. So I kind of blew it, but it's been a fun event. Everybody's here. Tom's doing great. Uh, Pat, Danny, all the people here are awesome. So day one of Bianchi Cup, check. Awesome. We're winding down. And this is pretty cool. I think he tries his hand at some uh, sports enhancing. Dolly falling plate event. Shooter 17, 19, 20. Allie Barrett. Molly Smith. Clean run for both of the ladies. Joe, brother, I think you missed your calling, man. You you, you could be like a golf announcer or, or like a, uh, or hell, even like a competition gun announcer. Good job, man. Tim Overhill, Bianchi Cup, day one. Very professionally run. Had no idea it was a sniper competition used with handguns. Next time, I'll better prepare. That is all. Very brief words from our own very awesome Tim Overhill from Kimber Firearms. Uh, an awesome individual and very succinct. Hi, this is Marcus for Lawrence from uh, Amazing America with Sarah Palin. Uh, thanks, Joe, for coming on out to the Bianchi Cup. Uh, this is my third time coming, my first time shooting the whole match. And um, I got to say, I was a little nervous to start. However, uh, my ego is involved now. So this time next year, I'm going to be dialing it in, baby. Dialing it in. Mark, this is his third time. This is my first time. And I think he's had the same experience I've had my first time here. The shooters here are awesome. They're always willing to step up. Mark, what are your thoughts about that? I'll tell you right now, some of the best shooters in the world are at this event. You know, it, I, 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 I can't imagine another pool of shooters that's better than this. I've got to agree. I mean, when I got the invite to come to the Bianchi Cup, it's something I've followed for over 15 years. I've known about the Cup and never had a dream or thoughts of actually being able to come without some serious practice. But the development and getting here, everybody's been so helpful. It's amazing to be able to stand next to some of these shooters and actually shoot with them. I mean, it's amazing. You know, here's the thing that, that, that I find most amazing about this experience is that it's such a supportive environment. You know, although it's a, it's a serious competition, people want to help you and they want to see you do well. And that's what I love about the Bianchi Cup. That sums it up. Bianchi Cup shooters, best in the world and most friendly, willing to help out. They want to make the other competitors better. I think it's because they like the challenge. Mark, thank you for your time. Thank you, Joe. It's good to see you, man. We're at the Ollie Falling Plate event. We're here with Shade, Chris, Mark. Well, General, what are your thoughts? I, I think I need to practice more. <laughs> the plates can be uh, very unforgiving. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, a, it's one of those pass-fail kind of things. Yeah. 
No eights and no fives on the plates. No paper. No eights on the plates, baby. It's amazing how easy they are when you're shooting a three-gun competition, but how hard they are when you got to shoot one for one. And it is fun. It's so much fun because you know you can just pick them up. Like, oh, it didn't go down. Let me just pop another round off. Well, six for six. It's a definite mental game. Chase, all you shoot the movers today. Looked pretty good. Got a nice cadence. Real yeah, I felt, felt good today. Was talking to the ROs and calmed my nerves down a little bit and felt good. Well, good run and good luck to all y'all. Cool. Thank you. All y'all. All y'all. All y'all. That's Y A Y Y L. Now, see, all y'all has got to be a southern thing because in the north it's just all y'all. There's not a double y'all. Is that an O W H? Y'all. Oh y'all. Oh y'all. We're definitely just y'all. This ended Bianchi Cup day two. Uh, I shot the practical and the barricade today. I uh, shot two practices this morning and felt pretty confident and went in and shot the barricade first and did pretty good. I'm really, really happy with the performance. I'm uh, going to await the scores and see what happens. This is Joe Mojo, the man on the street for the Bianchi Cup for Talking Lead. We have Allie Barrett here. Uh, she's going to kind of give us her thoughts about Bianchi Cup this year and how she's doing and just the atmosphere. Oh, well, the Bianchi Cup, it's always a fun time. I'm doing a lot better than I did last year, so I'm pretty happy. Didn't do as well on the plates as I wanted to, but it's kind of a 50-50 shot for me. It's like, oh, maybe it'll go down, maybe it won't, but I'm having a good time. Well, there's there's the saying, there are no eights in the plates. And it is a pass-fail event, so it's either down or it's not. So it's very frustrating. It's one of my, my frustrating events. But that's always good that you're progressing, and you just want to keep getting better year after year. So what do you think about next year, and what are your plans? Next year I'm going to try to return. Um, it was kind of last minute that I got to come here and shoot it with Packing the Pink, which is awesome. Um, I will most definitely find a way to be back. That's most excellent. Well, you having fun? Oh, yeah. It's always fun. What do you think about the shooters in Action Pistol versus any other events you've shot with? Think about that. Oh, well, in Action Pistol, it's a whole other mindset. You have, you can't use anything that you use in, like, 3-Gun or USPSA or IDPA. You have to turn all that on and think, okay, strictly, what do I have to do here? It just aim. And, I, frankly, I don't really do that in USPSA or anything else. It's just like, okay, two hits on paper, I'm gone. Now it's like, okay, I have to hit this. I have to hit this here and slow down and not race through it because there's no extra shots. So it's, it's very challenging I th- for myself because I'm not a normal action pistol shooter. It's kind of that, that change between the yank and spank mentality and then front sight press. Uh, it really is two different fundamentals, but it's all about shooting, and it comes down to precision. Exactly. It's the one who's the most accurate wins the match, which guarantee is going to be Doug again. No, he's a good guy. Well, he's an amazing shooter, and me personally, it's amazing to be able to come out and, and shoot with you, shoot with Doug, all the big names in action pistol and in the shooting sports. I mean, it's an amazing event, and uh, this is my first Bianchi Cup, and it's been one hell of a trip. It's, this is my second. So last year was a fun experience, and I was with a really good group of people. But this year, it's really, I need to step on my game. I need to do better than last year, but I'm not here to win that giant cup. I'm just here to have fun and work on my shooting and my accuracy. Are you after the cup in about five, seven years? 
About 10, maybe. That's a good goal. That's a good goal. Well, this is Joe coming from the Ollie Falling Plate event with Allie Barrett. I'm Allie Cat Barrett, and I shoot for Terran Tactical Innovation and Volkworts and Customs. Thanks, Allie. Thank you. Hey guys, this is Joe from Red Jacket Firearms coming to you for Talking Lead. Shooting you straight after the final day of the Bianchi Cup competition. And man, it was a real interesting upset. But what I really want to talk to you about is this was my first Bianchi Cup. And it absolutely was not possible without this man here. George Mowbray, uh, he took me under his wing. He's a Louisiana guy and really helped me out with figuring out the sport, figuring out how not to screw something up. Figuring out the course of fire and everything like that. George, thank you so much. And George joining us now. Do you have any words about the Yankee Cup in particular? Well, I, I think it's a great match. I've been shooting it since 1991. I've tried to format our range to duplicate this range as much as possible over the years. And I, just, I love the match. It's got a lot of stress. It's really test your abilities. I, I love it. Down in Louisiana, it's a competition that I found that we actually have some great facilities. Uh, we've got a facility in Lake Charles, one in Liberty, Mississippi, one in Macomb, and these are all within about two hours of my home. So it's really a discipline that I think I'm going to be able to pick up, and it's a lot of fun. And with George's help, I was able to learn the course of fire, kind of get an idea about what guns and equipment I'm going to need. And he really opened the doors for me to be able to come to Yankee Cup with the courage of something I've been looking at for years. I've been seeing the Bianchi Cup as the upper echelon. I mean, it's the creme de la creme of shooting sports. And me being able to come here and actually shoot, I wouldn't have been able to do it with with the courage without George. Well, I appreciate that, Joe. I mean, I like helping new shooters, you know, who are new to the sport, like you who have shot many things, but you're new to Bianchi. And, and I enjoy helping people understand it and try to give them an insight into the match before they come and shoot the biggest match of their career, you know? That really kind of sets what Action Pistol is about. I've, I've said it before, an Action Pistol is like no other discipline. I've shot Silhouette, Silhouette Rimfire, Centerfire, High Power, Bullseye, Three Gun, IDPA, Ipsic. No other discipline has the community that Bianchi Cup has. I mean, all the shooters reach out and help you out. And it's it's like a family. I was I was absolutely welcomed in and it's been an amazing event. Well, we've had a blast, and uh, I really enjoyed working with you, Joe, and and all the shooters out there. And I'm I'm always willing to help people if they want to develop a match at, at their range. I've you know I've developed stuff over the years, and it's it's uh, I'm more than happy to help anyone that wishes to get into the sport. George, well, you're definitely going to be seeing me a lot more in Lake Charles, uh, and I will be there for next year's Crawfish Cup, and I'm going to be here for next year's Bianchi's Cup. Wonderful. Glad to hear it, Joe. Glad you had a good time. Thank you, George.
Now, George, just go ahead and introduce yourself, and this will be at the beginning. I'm George Mowbray. I've been shooting Bianchi Cup since uh, 1991, and I've shot uh, open uh, open revolver in all of those years, and I've finished in top ten uh, three or four times, I guess. Highest finish was fourth, and uh, I decided to shoot metallic this year and, and really relearn the art of shooting metallic sights, and I had a, I've had a real good time doing it. That's outstanding, and that's great accomplishments, and that's one thing that really excited me, seeing you as knowing you were open shooter, and now you're shooting metallic, and I've seen that opposite move in silhouette. A lot of the guys will shoot service rifle, and then they'll go to match rifle because of age or because they're looking for a little bit more challenge. While you're looking for that challenge, you're going from an open gun to a metallic gun. So that's really pushing the technology in a different direction what we're looking at. And that's really what we talk about in my spot here with Talking Lead is the technology behind things. And it's almost like taking a step back in technology, but you're really taking a step forward in competitiveness and the challenge. Can you tell me what kind of challenge you've experienced going from that red dot to those metallic sights? Yeah, well, with the red dot, my basic focus was always on the X-ring of the target. Now, with metallic sights, I have to focus on that front sight. And that's been my challenge because my mind still wants to, sh- to go to the target. And so, when I notice that when I allow my concentration to go to the target, I don't shoot as well. When I keep my mind on that front sight, I shoot very well. So, so it's just a matter of being able to hold it all together, which I hadn't been able to do just yet. But I can do it uh, on the individual events, and uh, sooner or later it's going to come together. I, I plan to shoot metallic for a while now. I'm having a real good time at it. It's a big transition. Going from that red dot to metallic, it is a different mindset. And, guys, if you're shooting iron sights, remember, front sight, press. That's the secret there. The front sight is the furthest thing that that bullet sees, so it makes the most important impact on it. So focus on that front sight, have a good trigger squeeze, and that bullet's going to go exactly where it's supposed to. That's right, Joe, and it's it's become very evident to me, and I'm getting better at it all the time, and hopefully by next year I'll be shooting really well with metallic sights. Outstanding. Well, George, thank you so much for your time, and thank you so much for your mentorship. Uh, it means a lot for me uh, because, like I said, I wouldn't have been able to do this with any confidence without you. Well, I, I'm really glad I could do it, Joe. I'm glad that the NRA put us together uh, so that you could come over and shoot with us and get introduced to the sport before you came up here and and, uh, and shot the event. I wish I could name all the people that were actually helpful in my adventure and my journey here, but there's so many names to mention. Uh, Kim... Danny, George, Tom, Mike, and Mark. I mean, all of y'all were, were so helpful. I wish I could say all of it, but I don't think uh, Zeke's going to allow me the time to, to run down the list. So, guys, you know who you are. Thank you all so much. Uh, the sponsors that provided some outstanding world-class equipment. The sponsors that helped with the match. Tom at NRA. Guys, thank you all so much. That was cool, man. Those are some cool interviews. How awesome was that, man? Yeah, yeah. It sucks we missed that. Yeah, next year, next year. I think it's yeah. invite only, though. I don't know. Well, I, we got an in now. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll we'll, we'll politely beg him too. Yeah. 
<laughs> but but back to invites, you know, we were talking about the uh, second annual Circle of the Wagons yeah. training event, uh-huh. and uh, it's actually in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Right. And it's put on by our buddy Martin uh, with Iron Hammer Armory. And you guys can go to ironhammerarmory.com and get more information about it there. But basically what it is is it's a forward-thinking event, and I'm just going to read this because this – I, I was much. thinking you were because I've never heard you just come off the top of your head forward thinking event. Pretty much sums it up. <laughs> well, I, I wrote this for him. So oh, okay. <laughs> for not. Uh, event that facilitates real world principle based defensive training in a family friendly environment. Vendors from all over the country will be on hand with on site demonstrations and sales of practical use gear, equipment, and tools. Let's see what it says here. Who's going to be there? Uh, we I are. <laughs> We're going to be there. Talking Lady's going to be there. Iron Hammer Armory, obviously. Rockwell Tactical Group, uh, Kenaz Tactical, Sonoran Desert Institute. Our buddies uh, from there, Jason's going to be repping them, and so will sponsors. we. They are our bandwidth sponsors. Dip Wizard Hydrographics. I TDS, love that name. <laughs> Dip Wizard. Our, our buddies uh, at TDS Guns are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Dead Coyote, Gunfighters, Elftman Triggers. Yep, we've talked about them. We've we've been using their triggers in our ARs, and they are badass. Enforce Black Sheep Warrior, the House of Guns, which is H A U S of Guns, Lanco Tactical, and Warrior Labs are the ones that are on schedule so far to be there. Nice. So it's, it's going to be a good event. It's two days, I think, of pistol training, carbine training, first aid training. They're going to do like some some room clearing. Mm-hmm. Um, classes, so it's going to be badass, man. I'm really looking forward to it. Nice. But if you want tickets, tickets are still available. You can go to, like I said, IronHammerArmory.com, and you can purchase your uh, tickets there and, or register. They're two hundred ten dollars, but it's it's a cool, fun filled, information filled two days. Nice. I can't wait. It's gonna be fun. That's the end of this month, so you yeah. guys got to hurry. Well, it's the end of August. Oh, I'm sorry, end of next month, yeah. yeah. Let's go ahead and do the jack wagon train, Arlie Army. Hey, Ralph, Semper do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week, so brace yourself, baby. So this week, the jack wagon of the week. We're in We're in a group uh, on, on Facebook. I don't think I'm, I'm supposed to mention the group because people try to hack into it yeah i've noticed we've been getting a lot of emails lately (laughs) i was like what Uh, signed up for now we're in a group in facebook with a lot of industry guys and one of the one of the articles that came across was an article making fun of another article we're going to throw the writer of the other article on the jack wagon train it's from the daily cost daily kos apparently they're a pretty anti-gun website but it's jim and gene anton wrote this article and they talk about all the the Georgia laws that have changed where guns anywhere. You can take them to church, school, all this stuff, and oh, how horrible it is. And Oh, it's just mass hysteria. Oh, my gosh. You know, the, the whole Dogs state of Georgia. cats and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, Horses and cows lying together. Oh, my God. What, what's hilarious is the picture they use to show all the guns you can buy in Georgia. And if you glance at it, <laughs> if you just glance at it, You'd kind of be like, oh, gosh, those are a lot of cool... Wait a minute. And you look closer, and you look really close, 
<laughs> they're you know, little, saying they're bent. They're little plastic GI Joe guns. <laughs> they are exactly GI Joe guns from the three and three quarter inch line. And these jack wagons say all of these guns are available for purchase in Georgia, and you can carry them into a church, bar, school, or library. Well, guess what? You can carry all those guns into any place in any state in the in the United and be, States and be any age. <laughs> yeah, because they're about one inch long and they're plastic GI Joe guns. But what's awesome is. But you know where you can't carry them? Where? Through TSA. Oh, well, that's true. They will confiscate them in TSA. They will. They will confiscate Which we're going to talk about that here in a minute. <laughs> because they are firearm replicas. Yeah. And you cannot have firearm replicas uh, <laughs> in your carry-on. Now, you can check it. Because if I had a little three-inch plastic fifty cal sniper rifle from G.I. Joe, I, you know, I could do a lot of damage on an airplane. I better have the figure to go with it, though. But the one that they say that we can get, which I need to call them and find out how the hell we get this, because... You know, old geo, yeah, the pulse rifle. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've got the pulse rifle and they've got the tactical. Yes, the pulse. NCM tactical pulse, pulse assault rifle. rifle. Assault, there you go. There you go. You got to so, throw that. So, dirty. guys, we got like uh, audio weapons and laser weapons that are available for purchase in Georgia, according to this, this, this article. <laughs> and you can carry them anywhere. Yeah, so the the daily costs and specifically the riders Jim and Gene Anton. Welcome to the Jack Wagon Train. <laughs> I mean, I read that article and when they were talking about going for a walk in the park with their grandchildren, mm-hmm. and then they they saw this stranger approaching them. Oh yeah, and the <laughs> okay. Well, first you're in a park, you're not going to know everybody. So yeah, most people are probably going to be strangers anyway. But if you're that paranoid uh-huh. to go outside of your house. Uh, you know, and run into strangers. Yeah. Well, apparently this one stranger was carrying a rifle towards them. (laughs) And I guess he started breaking out in a cold sweat and hives and, you know, started shaking. Well, once he got close enough, it turned out to be what? A tripod? A tripod. A photographer. The guy was a photographer. (laughs) Obviously, these people have some some um, deep-seated psychological... Un, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Irrational fears. Ridiculousness? Yes. Ridiculous, irrational fears yeah. anyway. And they don't need to be critiquing or writing articles about gun Guns. control. No. Or anything else for that matter. Bananas. You know, stay, keep them away from bananas. Yeah, don't let them write about bananas. Or tripods. No. Uh, another kind of jack wagony thing. It's uh, probably and- an assault tripod. <laughs> The, within the gun community, we, we've talked about this way back last year. We we all need to band together. I think everybody gets that now. But there's still some people out there that are being jack wagons and trolling pro-gun pages on Facebook. And when something's said that they don't like on that page, like if they don't agree with something about police or military or, or something about a 1911 versus Glock, they're reporting them to Facebook we don't need any more attention than we already have from that stinking company, Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And when you report them to there, they get, I think the first offense is like a week uh, that you're banned from groups. And then like the second one, it goes to something else. And then eventually you get completely banned. We don't need that. We need as much of this good, positive, truthful information. But out just there. because somebody reports you doesn't mean they're going to automatically ban you. No, but with the gun channels, it's happening a lot. <laughs> they're they're getting reported, and then they're getting you know slap on the wrist, and then the yeah, second time. So they they're banned. doing the uh, guilty until proven they, innocent, and well, until they decide you're innocent. Yeah, well, like they did with that. Uh, what was it? Sixteen year old girl. Bruce got nothing to do with it. 
Yeah, yeah the one who posted uh, pictures of her hunting safari hunts. Yeah, they 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 ripped all her pictures down, and then oh then there was a free the the bad part about this, and this is what pisses me off about Facebook. There was a website, or not a website, but a Facebook page devoted to let's kill this girl if she's oh posting pictures God. of of no, dead animals. I saw that, and yeah. that guy needs to be on the that guy is on the jack wagon train. Yeah, well, here's the kicker: people like I think it was over 300 people reported his website because the reason they took her pictures down is because it violated Facebook's violence and content people policies. People put up hunting pictures all the time. Well, this guy is threatening to kill a 16 year old girl. No, and, he needs to go to jail. Yeah, and and all the all the people that reported. Got messages back from Facebook saying we did not deci- we decided not to take his page down because it doesn't violate the policies. <laughs> really, <laughs> really. So you can yeah. you can violate you can you, threaten someone's life, but to post pictures of you hunting in for a, food a legal manner, right? In a non and it's not a what's the word I'm looking for? It's um, not poaching. She's doing well, it right. Yeah, and she's not gloating. It's no. not a, in, a, in a gloatful way either. Yeah, she's just showing her kill, and she's going to eat it, and she's going to provide sustenance for her family at sixteen years old. Uh, what was that guy? I got to find him because he. We got to put him on the train too. Yeah, about that. I'm glad you mentioned that. But so back to the pro gun people that are reporting other people in the pro gun community just because they didn't like something they said and they want to ooh get them in trouble. Quit that shit now. We have got to have as much positive information out there. If you don't agree with something that somebody said on Facebook, just freaking ignore it and unsubscribe from their page. Unlike it. You can unlike a page and not have to see their stuff anymore. It's that simple. There's there's stuff out there that's pro-gun that I've seen that I didn't like what they were saying, and I quit following them. It's that simple. I didn't report them because yeah. there's going to be some people, if one person changes their mind from that guy's page that I didn't like, I'm happy. I may not want to listen to what he's got to say, but I'm happy because we're in the same fight together. Yeah. So make sure you. Uh, you so think it was the it was the college cheerleader is what it was. Oh, it was a high school cheerleader. I thought she was 16. No, she's Kendall Jones. Mm. Uh, and where's the guy? I got to find the guy's name because that's the person who we need to. What's TV host? TV show? Cameras. Cruise follow her hunting expert. Yeah, there's even a position, a petition. Yeah, to have him banned or her. Well, to have her, and this is this is old news. Yeah, um, we talked about it a little bit, uh, but no, there's a petition to get her to stop posting those pictures and to get Mark Zuckerberg to take down. Obviously, you know we know what else come of that. Um, but her page is up. Here's her. But her pictures are down. They no, didn't... it's up. It's up right now. No, there's a picture of her with a uh, a line right there with a bow. Maybe there was enough buzz about it that they. They backed off. No, and then no, she's got her pictures back up, man. Nice. Good. Good for Facebook. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there was particular ones that they wanted taken down, but there's I'm looking at it right now and she's got some safari hunt pictures up. So hmm. But the God, I, who was the guy who was threatening to kill her? That's who that's who we need to call out, man. I don't know. But you know, and he was probably a PETA guy. And what's hilarious, one of my favorite shows of all time is Penn and Teller bullshit. And I'm sorry that got bleeped, but I'll say it again. Penn and Teller's bullshit on Showtime. And I was watching one about PETA, the, I think it was last night. And uh, it's so funny because they expose all the, the contradictions and 
all that stuff. And they were talking about how PETA, oh, you know, animals should be completely free, not even pets, no nothing. Uh, we need to liberate all animals. But they rescued, I think it was 2,500 animals this one year the show came out. And they killed 1,400 of them, euthanized them. (laughs) (laughs) That's their solution. Well, And and then the head of PETA at the time, it may be different now, but the lady that was the head of it then, she endorsed and even funded this guy that firebombed an animal um, science lab where they they experimented on animals. And, you know, I could go a whole show on that from, from being in the medical field. People, anybody that's gone to the hospital and gotten better because of your treatment, guess what? It started with animal testing. So, same way we thank animals when we hunt them for food. Well, it's the same way. Same thing with this. Thank them. It's the same thing when aliens abduct humans and they take them them on their flying saucers and do all those tests. It's the same thing. (laughs) So, so zombies are real and aliens really are abducting humans? And doing, yeah, it's just like we do test on monkeys, they do test on us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All the more reason why you should carry. Yes. <laughs> to prevent alien abduction. Yes, because I got a feeling that if aliens have the technology to travel from billions and billions of light years away to come abduct us off the Earth, our guns are going to be the right technology to fight them. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We're on the same page. There you go. Even though we're in different zip codes. Yeah. Talking about zip codes, with us going to... Colorado soon. Uh, you were looking up some stuff about rules because we're we're taking a couple guns to work on. Uh, we're actually going to carry there. We looked it up. We're able to carry in Colorado, yeah, uh, even with their new laws. And it's reciprocal state, yeah. So, unlike Illinois, Illinois, uh, unlike Illinois and New York's. Well, I don't know about Illinois. Is worse. Yeah, I think Illinois is the worst one. They, um, if you don't have what is it? like majority laws like they have. And mm-hmm. there's only like four states that are reciprocal in Illinois. But what I like about it is the states that they're not allowing, they're not allowing Illinois people to carry in their states. They're not doing a re- reciprocal in, in those states. Nanny boo boo. Even though, even though Illinois rules to get their permits are a lot st- more stringent than other states. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just a principle thing. And yeah. I, I back other states for that, so good job, other states. I was going to get into into all that, too, but uh, I was going to throw them on the jack wagon train, too. Illinois. Illinois, yeah. But So back to us traveling with firearms coming up. I just started some preliminary research on this because I haven't ever really carried firearms uh, personally on an airplane before, so uh, I wanted to just kind of get my basics down. You know, we've talked to several people that have. Mm-hmm. Jason has given us some of his horror stories. Dean. Uh, Dean, Dean with two vets arms when he came. <laughs> Dean gave us some of his horror stories. Um, um, our buddy Mike Hughes, uh, SR, S, CERT, CERT, SIRT, CERT pistol. Next level training. Next level training gave us some of his <laughs> horror stories. And he didn't even have a, a firearm. It was just a CERT pistol. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a toy gun that his grandmother had. Oh, yeah, that's right. For one of his wait, kids. was that Mike? No, no, that was uh, that, I that was used. No, that was Commander McGinnis. Was that okay? That was Mark McGinnis. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right, that's who that was. Yeah. Sorry, Commander. I mean, two good-looking guys. You know, you, yeah. it's easy to get confused. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a little thing that they said to avoid issues. Here's some bullet points. All firearms must be pun, declared. Pun intended. Yes. Bullet points. 
Yes, thank you. <laughs> you can put a little snare drum in there. All fires must be declared to the airline during the ticket counter check-in process. So I'm thinking one step prior to that is we probably want to call them and tell them before mm-hmm. we get there yep. that we're declaring firearms. Of course, I guess we need to get each airline. Each airline's got a different policy, too. Yeah, because I think the airlines can reserve the right to refuse it, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So, And we don't know which airline we're going to be flying on yet. Okay. So once we find that out, then we'll do that step. The term firearm includes any weapon, including a starter gun, which will or is designed to or may readily be converted to expel Mm -hmm. a projectile by the action of an explosion. So there has to be an explosion that takes place. The frame or receiver of any such weapon. So, you know, this, I guess, our uh, 80% that we're taking, they would consider that yes. fire, even even though legally it's not. Legally it's not, but we got to remember the ignorant that we may have to deal with. Yes, exactly. So we're not going to be arrogant or... Uh, Try to educate them on 80%. So we're just going to follow their rules. Yep. Uh, the frame or receiver of any such weapon, any firearm muffler or firearm silencer. Muffler. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it says, a firearm muffler. Uh-huh. Uh, any destructive device. So that's kind of your catch-all. So a toothpick can be a destructive device. True. Come on. Come on now. Uh, the firearm must be unloaded, obviously. And then it goes in, it defines a loaded firearm means a firearm that has a live round of ammunition, of ammunition, ammunition. <laughs> ammunition, or any component thereof in the chamber or cylinder or in a magazine inserted in the firearm. So it has to be separated from the actual frame and uh, slide. The firearm must be in a hard-sided container that is locked. So we have to actually lock it. Right. Whereas, you know, our bags, they won't let you lock those. Those have to be unlocked so they can open them and go through them. Now, do you have a hard container? Because I don't. Oh, baby, do I? <laughs> Did you get a Pelican? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I've got, uh, I've got two hard cases that I just, I've had. One's a Rock River um, that my Rock River came in, and then another one's like a Plano. I've got a Plano. Okay. Uh, but I've got to get locks. I don't have locks. Does it say specifics on hardness and all that? Or it just has to be a hard, <laughs> like, lockable case? <laughs> like the, the hardness scale? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me see. It might. Because I know those Planos can be kind of flimsy. No, it just says a hard-sided uh, container. A locked container is defined as one that completely secures the firearm from being accessed. Locked case. Lock cases that can be pulled open with little effort cannot be brought aboard the aircraft. Okay. We may have to test your Plano then. <laughs> okay. If firearms are not properly declared or packaged, TSA will provide the checking, the checked bag to law enforcement for resolution with the airline. If the issue is resolved, law enforcement will release the bag to TSA for screening. Uh, so screening can be completed. TSA must resolve all firearms in checked bag, in checked baggage. If a lock container contains firearm alarms... TSA. TSA will contact the airline who will make a reasonable attempt to contact the owner. So the color of your case could alarm them. Hmm. <laughs> and advise the passenger to go to the screen location. If contact is not made, the container will not be placed on the aircraft. 
if a lock container alarms during screening, it is not marked as containing the declared firearm. TSA will cut the lock in order to resolve the alarm. Sure. Travelers should remain in the area designated by the air, um, the aircraft operator or TSA representative to take the key back after the container is cleared for transportation. Mm-hmm. Now, what um, what Jason was telling me, you know, the issue that he went through was the airline employees were asking for his key so that they could unlock and check the bag, the hmm. baggage. And according to what he was telling me, uh, the law is you cannot, you can't surrender your keys to someone non, I guess, law enforcement. So it has to be a TSA agent. Right. So he's like, you know, it's a federal offense for me to give you these keys. I'm not giving you these keys. Mm-hmm. And they refused to let him board the plane until he surrendered his keys. And they kept threatening. He's like, you're going to, you know, you're going to miss your flight, dude. And he's like, why are you guys being, you know, jerks? And finally, a law enforcement guy, I guess, came up and he said, look, I will surrender them to you, but I will not give them to them because well, we, I will be in violation of federal law if I do that. We may need to print those those laws out so we can have them ready and highlight stuff like that. We, we ought to be completely prepared to where anything they throw at us, we can just, here's the highlighted section, here's the highlighted section, here's the, here's the laws. <laughs> I think we just need to have an attorney on speed dial. Because, <laughs> I mean, there's just... Uh, there's just pages and pages of this stuff. So, yeah. and basically, what I'm reading is it. Could, how are they interpret something? If they interpret something and it alarms them, mm-hmm. then you know they can hassle you about it. So, me being six seven may be alarming to someone, and they may exactly. <laughs> oh my God, he's six seven and he's carrying a hard case. That's why stab him in the face. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> We really need to bone up on these, and we've got you know a little less than a month. <laughs> he said bone up. <laughs> I did. Also said hard. We've got some learning to do, but rifle scopes can be uh, carried on. You don't have to have those locked up. We can actually carry those on the, the thing? The yeah, our, our scopes, yeah. we got to carry them on and just look through them the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. When she comes and says, would you like something to drink, sir? Just pull it out and look at her through the the scope. Huh? What'd you say? My, you have pretty blue eyes. (laughs) Jim. Jim. (laughs) Yeah, TSA, we go to their websites, tsa.gov, traveler information, firearms, and ammunition. And it looks like it's going to have everything that we need to know there. We'll need to call our airline when we find out who that's going to be and check out what they're uh, rules and regs are as well. Yeah. Cool, man. But luckily, my brother-in-law works at the uh, the BNA, so that, if, that don't help us in Nashville. I mean, in it, Denver, <laughs> it won't help us in Denver. No, yeah. but maybe it'll help us through uh, through Nashville. Yeah. Well, I've got a fact to fight the myth. You do? Yeah. It's not really gun related, so it's time for time facts, facts to fight facts, the myth. I sounded well, so, really enthusiastic about it. No, sponsored I, sponsored by HG Press, Holder and Green Professional Real Estate Services for all your Middle Tennessee real estate needs. Give those gun-friendly guys and girls a call at 1-800-615-1840, extension 2222. And especially if you are military. Did you just say especially? Especially. <laughs> especially if you are military and uh, you're buying a home, they can help you with VA loan information. 
Okay. So give them a call at 1-800-615-1840, extension 2222. Pew, 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 pew. Pew. While you're at the that, uh, don't forget about our 1776 United contest. Uh, get your talking lead t-shirt from 1776united.com. We're up to about 10 or 11 entrance so your odds are still amazing to win that two vets arms bravo rifle we just had a couple of really cool ones turned in uh recently did you see the tactical bacon yes that was awesome <laughs> that was really cool i like that one i also uh american custom steelworks did theirs mm-hmm. on instagram somebody tried to rip it off what do you mean they copied the picture i knew who it was i mean we met the guy at nra and, really? and they copied the picture and because it had a Hannibal Lecter mask, you couldn't really see his face uh-huh. and they hashtag talking lead t-shirt. He reposted the guy's same picture. Yep. So I, oh. I, I made a comment on there. I was like, excuse me, oh, but this no. is someone else's entry. And I, I tagged American custom Steelworks, and he was like, ha ha busted. <laughs> busted mofo. Were they just like joking around? I, they never responded to my uh, comment or his. So, Uh-oh. uh, I don't know. So we'll, we'll catch you. If, if somebody tries to do something like that, I don't think any of the leadheads would. But uh, Yeah, I don't think it was probably – I think it was a joke. I think it was probably uh, a joke. Or maybe he just wanted to make sure this guy got his picture in. Maybe. Uh, well, he didn't He didn't say anything about American Custom Steelworks, so. <laughs> hey, I think – I think speaking of, I think he's going to be in Colorado also. Oh, cool. Oh, also speaking of, did I tell you how I lost my uh, AK? Your virginity? Yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, you told me that story. How I lost the bottle opener keychain. You lost it? Well, I didn't lose it. I got it confiscated. Not necessarily by TSA, but a similar situation. I think I told it on the show once. Where, uh, where I had to go to court for work because we had to go to oh, court yeah. periodically. And they, yeah. they confiscated it. Jack yep. wagons. Anyways. Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, so don't take a bottle opener that has a gun on it. <laughs> <laughs> Has a has a cutout of yeah. a gun silhouette. There's on nothing it. sharp on the damn thing at all. But they're oh, we can't you can't let you take that in. Okay, fine. Idiots. But anyways, back to facts to facts fight to the myth. Uh, it's the only way this is gun related. No, 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 no. Oh, we're no. back. We're not done with our t-shirt concert. Oh, uh, concert. concert. We're having a concert. We're gonna do a concert. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Vanilla Ice is gonna be there. Nice. <laughs> No, so how do they enter? They go to 1776united.com. They get a talking lead t-shirt if they don't already have one. Then they post a picture of themselves in a crazy, funny, cool... It doesn't have to be funny if you just want to post a simple picture of yourself in it. You can do that. And then you got to hashtag it on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram with talking lead t-shirts. So you go hashtag slash whatever you want to call it, the pound sign the little tic-tac-toe symbol, whatever, mm-hmm. talking lead t-shirt. And that's the way we're going to find it. If, if you post it directly to our page, we'll, we're going to see it there, but still, please hashtag it. And um, that's where we'll find it. And then September 15th is the deadline, uh, and we'll be doing a judging. We'll have a panel of judges in and uh, figure out who wins this talent. And guess what they're winning? They're winning. The winner will get, <laughs> let's go backwards. Fifth place will get their choice of a box of 50 rounds of 45, 40, or 9, or 380 target rounds, full metal jacket. Uh-huh. Uh, from? From? From VetMade Ammo. Yep. Fourth place will get the same from VetMade Ammo. Then we go to third place, which will get 
their choice of those ammo and their choice of a 1776 United t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, second place will get that same thing plus a 1776 United snapback cap and a MS clean kit slash miss clean kits from MissCleanKits.com. And yeah. then first place is everything you just heard plus a two vets arms Bravo rifle. Bam. There it is. A free rifle. An AR-15. For taking a picture of you in a talking lead shirt. That's it. Simple. Yeah. Simple. Take a picture, send Easy it breezy. in. You never know. You never know with our panel of judges who's going to win. Yeah. They may it's, think somebody's cute that's just standing there in the shirt, and they may judge for them. We don't know. <laughs> or they may just think that they love pigs. and they Yes, want and they want the pig to a, win. Now, that picture, I can't tell if that is a pet pig that it's looks like little, a pet it's pig. It's a little disturbing because it looks like it's on his bed. Yeah, it looks like a pot belly pig, <laughs> which a lot of people keep as pets. It's black hair, small. Yeah, yeah I think it's a pet. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But it's it's just kind of lying there lifeless. Like All I see is a head. So now can I do my fact of fact of fact And speaking of MS Clean Kit, <laughs> they, have, they have come up with some new colors. So check them out at... Uh, is it MSCleanKit.com? Yep. That's it. Yep. There you go. So now can I do my fact of fact, 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 fact Now let's do the fact of fact. You know, I'm going to make every one of those fact of fact of myth echo. <laughs> <laughs> echo. Echo, echo, So the only thing about guns that this fact of fact, fact of myth, fact, myth is about is the movie is going to have a lot of guns in it. But one of my biggest pet peeves is when people say the human being only uses 10% of their brain. That's not true. And there's a movie coming out that's based on that whole myth of a girl named Lucy, which is Scarlett Johansson, uh, where she gets a drug and she starts being able to use 100% of her brain. Well, guess what? Everybody is... There's a movie already been done that. Yeah, Limitless. It was was Brad... Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper did that. Yeah, Yeah, it was a good movie, too. Except that was more like smarts. This one's going to give her like superpowers and stuff. Ah. But uh, anyways... You, everyone uses 100% of their brain. She already it's, has superpowers. It's just only a small percentage is used for cognitive function. The rest is used for instinct and reflexes and moving your body and digestion and everything else, talking. So that, that whole, you only use 10% of your brain and 90% is just dormant is not true. People. Well, no, you know what they say. <laughs> you know, they you know, they... According to the ancient alien alien theorist, <laughs> you know, we uh-huh. we we are aliens, and that part of our our brain is dormant. And until our uh, ancestors come back, the, that part of our brain will reawaken. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, will they let it reawaken if you draw a gun on them? <laughs> well, you know, and I think that's the whole our whole thing with firearms and. Um, uh, how we've got division in in our population about firearms is some of us are aliens and some of us aren't. <laughs> okay. The others are, are Planet of the Apes people. Yeah, the others are... Good movie, uh, by the way. Planet, which one? The new one. Oh, is that out? Yeah, it's good. Oh, I didn't even know it was out yet. Yeah. Which one is it? Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. It's the sequel to the one that had... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's where Caesar has has created mm-hmm. a whole colony. It's pretty awesome. 
that's cool because I was just watching the old, um, like the Charlton Heston one, Rise of the Planet of the. No, it was it was the sequ- the like the third sequel in that. Ah. where um, people were using the apes as their slaves, basically. Yeah, yeah. And then Caesar mm-hmm. uh, was the leader, and he was doing the uprising, which was still the same guy who played the Cornelius. Yeah, Roddy McDowell. Yeah, it was still the same guy no. <laughs> that was yeah. playing it. Well, Caesar was a po- supposedly his son, I think. Yeah. With Cornelius' son. In the old ones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. we've really rabbit trailed there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I want to go see that movie. Awesome. Well, good show, man. But here's a disclaimer. I, yeah, I disclaimer. do not believe I do not believe in aliens, just so everyone knows. Okay. All right. I I I'll we'll we'll make sure that's put in stone. <laughs> okay. You don't believe in them? I do not. At all? Not at all. So you think in the universe that's like vastly enormously now gargantuan that's different there's not other do life do i believe do I, do I believe that there is other life out there yes oh okay okay all right i gotcha. think you know statistically speaking there has to be yes but has there been other visitation life forms visit our planet gotcha voluntary no okay all right i got i got, I got you uh, maybe through cosmic dust or something like that we've had some sort of you know alien like these viruses and crap that we get from you know, century to century. I, I believe in them for one reason. In aliens? Yes, for one reason. One reason only what? I shop at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> All you got to do is spend one late evening there, and yeah, you'll believe in aliens. <laughs> Dude, there's our next shirt. I believe in aliens because of Walmart. Because I shop at Walmart. Exactly. Just well, quit because of Walmart. Well, good show, man. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. You're cutting us off, huh? Yeah. We have nothing else to talk about? No, we've done commercials. We've done everything. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Oh, we've got some good guests coming on, too. I don't want to, to, next, to jinx yeah, it. Next is our 80th episode. Yep. So and we've, we've got, got a big, knock on wood, wood a big-name guest. If this falls through, I'm going to have to like go beg downtown Nashville for another big-name t- big guest. <laughs> But this is probably our first, this will probably be our first biggest mainstream guest, not necessarily just gun person, you know, famous mainstream type person who is, who happens to be a gun person too. It's just, that's not what he's famous for. More mainstream than Hickok 45? Yeah. Cause Hickok 45 is just gun people. I, just? Yeah, no. Yeah. I don't talk to many people that aren't gun people that don't, that know who he is. Well, they're just living in a closet, aren't they? Yeah. Aren't they, Oshi? <laughs> Oshi said, are you talking about me? <laughs> and as always, left hand, keep your loved ones close. And your daggum firearms close.